What's up and welcome back to Propel's Talk, episode 87, presented by Boot Crew Media and Company Burger, the best burger hands down in the city of New Orleans, located at 4600 Ferret Street. By the way, I want to bring back Victory Tots. Join Stephen Offner, Ross mm. Tivano, big win in Madison Square Garden last Bing night. Bing bong. Bing bong. Stephen, how we doing? Good, bud. We won the suck bowl. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> We're better than you, New York. How you feel about that? Cheers. Ross, how we doing, buddy? Good. The thing is, New York people actually think the Knicks are good. Mm. Like, we accept what we are. A rebuilder. Yeah. They think, they think they're like a solid middle of the road Eastern. That's where you want to be, right in the middle of the road, huh? Just get run over by a truck sooner or later. The, we, we were talking about this before the show, Ross, but Tom Thibodeau is like, run everybody into the ground. Oh, yeah. I mean, they look, they look exhausted. I mean, they look frustrated, exhausted, and the fans are pissed beyond belief. Oh, he's the worst. He's, he's, Starters are playing he's like a, 48 minutes a night. He's like a slightly better version of Van Gundy in the sense that like he'll be a little more successful, but he just, just crushes your soul mm. I, mean, I really thought julius ram was about to just get tossed i was like fuck this i'm yeah, out um with just initial thoughts ross I'll start with you i thought um it was a sloppy game at first right mm-hmm. and i i think that uh, i'd rather win ugly than lose pretty but you know pelicans get it done you know they, they had a great start to the first quarter in boston they had a great start to the first quarter in, against new york um and this time the defense carried for 48 minutes not 24 minutes yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, a couple of numbers that stood out to me. You held them to 37% from the field. Uh, I don't know. The, I mean, I don't have the Knicks uh, three-point percentage in front of me, but it had to have been like 10. Ooh. I felt like it was just an absolute brick fest. Um, I think we only turned it over like 10 or 11 times, right? And we had, I think, 10 or 11 steals or 12 steals. Or so it, it was, a, I thought, a really, really well-played defensive game by the Pelicans. We frustrated them, I yep. thought. Um, yeah, not, not the best offensive game we've played this season by a long shot but we'll talk a little more about why i think the defensive effort was so good but yeah it was, yeah and, and that's and, and that's what it, with a good winning team steven is defense travels and that's through football or, or, or basketball and steven I, I can't believe we're about to talk about this man but mm. but jose alvarado it's amazing isn't it just, i love it, it to see you to go from like the hype man on the bench and now he's getting meaningful minutes and actually i mean he was the he wasn't he like the acc player of the year defensive player defensive player of the year and now he's scoring and playing a little bit defense so yeah i mean all of these guys that can contribute in these little ways it's 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 really fun to watch and also i mean just a a guy like him just to get his shot it's it's fun to see yeah and and and, uh i think antonio daniels was was talking about it last night sataransky had gotten COVID a couple weeks ago or or it was either sat i think it was sataransky and that gave jose alvarado uh, a chance to play yeah and we talk about all the time that next man up mentality in, in sports and jose alvarado just burst it onto the scene to do it at and, home too is pretty yeah cool. and, in New York. And that's such yeah. a cool thing too but <laughs> you as you said steven the guy is his energy levels infectious he, he's no matter what if he's logging dmps if he's playing 30 minutes a night he is always the same dude yeah um and, and ross that's that's something that i think this team's missed for a while and we've talked about point coach point guard struggles and things like that he brings a different dynamic to the game to, to this team too yeah and, and i mean you, you just said it. he's always the first guy off the bench no matter Always. what, any, any timeout, any, anything like that, first guy off the bench, that kind of stuff just, you know, can keep you in the NBA. But what he does, I think, is, is something that we sort of haven't had. Almost, you know, I won't say gritty and tough, but just a, a guy that gets in there and mucks it up defensively. It doesn't matter who he's guarding. At one point yesterday, he's, he's, he got switched onto. It was him against Randall, and he's fighting his ass off under there, fronting him, doing everything he can. Um that kind of stuff carries over. You watch somebody playing that hard. It's hard not to like pick up your level of defensive in- intensity because that dude's busting his ass so hard. Offensively, he's not he's not good, um, but like, he doesn't hurt you. Like he, yeah. he he's, he's somewhat productive. He's not Sadoransky where you're playing four and five every night. Like he can. Yeah, I mean, he offens- can create and get a, big, a little you know, bit. Yeah, I mean, he's not, game. offensively is is not really what he's out there for. He did right. he did something. We talked about this a little bit. He did do something yesterday, and he's done it in previous games that I really like. Even after a made bucket, the NBA gets into this sort of stagnant, you know, inbound the ball, walk it up the court, you know, get an ear set after a made bucket. Even after, even after the Knicks would, you know, which was rare that they'd make a bucket, <laughs> the inbound it to him, and he just pushes it up just a little bit, just a little tempo, and we got a couple easy buckets off of that where one pass, boom, somebody cuts, you get a layup. 
it, that kind of stuff just matters. It's the guy, he's playing hard. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He's yeah. just playing hard. Playing hard. Well, it's just like uh, I noticed one, I, just a couple little things on defense that he did. It, the same thing that you were saying, you know, how you inbound the ball after a shot. He would just kind of like stand in the way. It, what, he wasn't really like what, pressuring when, on the inbound on defensively. He would just kind of just get in between them. Just a little something. I, I don't know, One I of my favorite moves. Just a little pesky. Yeah, he's just, he's a little pesky, pesky. Yeah. A little pesky. And you, you mentioned about TJ McConnell or, or, or Pat Bev, things like that. What I love about what you just brought up, Stevens, after a made bucket, either where he makes the layup or you know, Brandon hits a three, he is in that guard's face. Right, he's, right there. he's just right there. It's just so annoying. It's like, right. like fuck, man. Like this yeah. motherfucker's on my ass all the time. And listen, that those kind of guys, Ross, as you were saying, like those guys stick in the league. You know, coming this season, I I didn't forty three games in, forty four games. We're talking about Jose Alvarado. I yeah. Mean, yeah, just testament to that guy working his ass off and and it's losses. it's a bad comparison, but he kind of like he does that shit. I mean, I can't stand him. I can't stand this guy. But if he was on my team, I would love him like a Pat Beverly. Yeah. just like not definitely not as intense as Pat Beverly, but he's just always there. Just always just there doing something <laughs> yeah. to annoy you. And then he like kind of talked some shit last night. Like, yeah, well, he was he was excited. Look, I mean, little 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 he was at some home. Shit. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah he I was like excited. The, back in New York. Yeah, the, the what the thing about those guys is. None of them, and if you put them through a skills drill, is going to look very good. Beverly's going to look like shit. McConnell's going to look like shit. Alvarado's not going to be all that great. But they do enough stuff on the defensive end and pushing the ball and and, and being energetic. If I mean Alvarado, I think is listed at six foot. I, I'd have to. Is he? Is he? I mean, if he was if he was actually six one, I I mean he would be a guy that would really really you know be in the league for long, and he may still be in the league for a while, but. Um, you know, props to him, and and it's, look, we we've said it a million times. We'll say it one more time. Props to Willie Green and the rest of the developmental staff yeah. for finding guys like that, finding you know spots that they can play and getting them in there. And I thought the coolest thing, obviously, you heard Jen Hale say it last night, and then it's it's popped up on you know on Twitter and everything else this morning about him having twenty got people or whatever, and and bi and and Hart picking up the that yeah that was cool talking about it. They're building morale. They're building something that, that matters more than wins and losses right now, and all this stuff plays into it. Well, I mean, it, they're yeah. I, I think they got a bunch of guys that probably like each other. Yeah. It's a, it's a good it's a it's a decent atmosphere. I mean, look, we I went to a game a couple of weeks ago when we were still struggling pretty hard, and after the player introductions, like they came out and they were all on top, like they yeah. almost did like a dog pie. It just yeah. at least it looks like I mean we're struggling, but we're getting there. Everybody seems so young. We got a fresh head coach. You know, it's just it's just it's not as some time. It's not as miserable as last year. No. Right. It's yeah, so easy to root for these guys yeah. and root yes. for Jose Alvarado and Brandon Ingram. And and I had a tweet last night, Ross, is, uh, you know, B.I., it was a nasty. It, the ankle roll looked pretty nasty, mm-hmm. right? Um, but he wasn't coming out of the game. I, I know he was like he was out of the game for the rest of the night or Willie Green said yeah, he wasn't an option, but he came back. Like he, he wanted to play. He wanted to finish. And that shows me, you know, leadership and how he wants to be out there with those guys and, and, and finish the game, you know? Yeah, and then you said it best, right? It's easy to root for these guys, and and why? Because they're playing hard and they're in games. Even even going back to the Boston game on Martin Luther King Day, we had a great first quarter, and then we really played like shit the next three quarters, but they managed to hang around. I mean, I think we ended up losing the game by, what, 10 or 11? Yeah, or but, they were but you hung around, you fought, you couldn't get a basket, but we're in a lot of these games. You're not just getting blown out turning the TV off on, on the road games. And right. that stuff matters. It matters for the guys, and then it matters for the fans, obviously, because it gives you a reason to watch and root for them. If I if I had asked you, I'm just looking at the box score right now. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think Jose went from the field last night? He might have it up. Yeah. Can you, he went six of nine from the field. I mean, yeah. career night. Yeah, a lot of those. He was just like, incredible. He had, yeah, he had a bunch of layups, I thought. A couple fast break ones. That's and he hit a big three late in that he fourth. Did. And that's what I loved about that game last night. We saw it slipping away a little bit. And they had a big lead in the fourth, right? But he stuck with he stuck with Jose Alvarado, who, who makes a big shot there late in the game. And also, some guy, like I forget, like we keep forgetting to talk about is Jonas Valanciunas because he literally produces every single yeah. night. I mean, he's probably one of the better. Yeah, not getting nearly enough credit around the league for for how well he's played. This he's year. been, I mean, close to an all. I know he won't get the all star votes. He's not the yeah. sexy name, but he is playing at an all star level. Yeah, he he is. Uh, and we talked about that a few weeks ago. I mean, when you talk about sort of a core piece, and we've got him locked up now. I, I he, he's played so well, so well. He plays hard. He brings it every night. He's tough as shit. Um, yeah, a, a great a great part of the deal. I mean, that was. 
that was replacing Steven Adams with him is, I mean, and, and again, I think what we've seen even more is that he's going to fit with Zion at some day, someday when yeah. he actually comes back and plays. So. Yeah. Um, and then another guy I want to talk about is Devontae Graham, who was questionable last night um, with ankle soreness. And he started off 0 for 7. And I was one of the guys like, he does not look good. Jose needs to get more minutes over him. But then he catches fire in the third. Um, and, and that's somebody with Devontae um, – that I love about him is that he's always confident. He's, yeah. you know, he's never down on himself. He's always going to be a shooter. He's always going to look to shoot. And he, when he catches fire like that in the third, he's a really productive basketball player. Yeah. And playing off of BI, I think you see whenever he's the type of guy that it went, when he does get hot, I mean, it, it's going to, you're going to go on a run yeah. because you, you can't just, I mean, if you, if you leave, if you try to play small, we're going to pound, you know, they're going to hammer you with Valanciunas down there. If the right guy's not on BI, I mean, yesterday was the first time I think where you really saw, B.I. just say, fuck it, I'm going to go on the block and just hit a couple of these little turnarounds and sort of get you out of whatever you're doing defensively. I mean, when you have those kind of options and then Graham gets hot, he's going to get a lot of open looks. Yeah. And he had some tough shots. He had a couple tough shots. Tough. One, 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 one in the corner, I think. Yeah. He had a couple tough shots yesterday, too. And, and, and he's the type of guy that takes the – I mean, end of a shot clock, he doesn't mind taking those type of shots, which I think is great. Yeah. I mean, just Devontae, just, he just has no conscience. But I want to bring up um, – Moving on, I want to bring up one of Antonio Daniels' uh, comments last night in Chris Connor's spaces. Uh, one of the best decisions the Pelicans have made this offseason was to hire Willie Green. He's a player's coach. Um, Ross just completely changed. He, oh, yeah, immediately. I mean, the whole we, culture. We, yeah, we've said it means a, a totally different culture than what we had. I mean, think about how toxic the end of last year was. Bad, 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 bad. And now – We've spent the last month and a half, two months talking about how incredible it is to go to a game, how obvious it is that the players like each other, how much it seems like they respect Willie and his opinion and what yeah. he's doing for him on and off the court. I mean, to make that flip in four, four or five months for a lot of guys that who, Willie Green probably hadn't even met before, right. incredible. It speaks to him both as a person and as a coach. And I think, like, I think his future is bright as a head coach. Hopefully all of that is in new Orleans because I think he's done a phenomenal job. Yeah. Steven being a player's coach, you know, it, it clearly reflects on these guys because they bring it every night. It's nothing better than a player's coach, man. It's, it's, it's that simple. I think, I mean, but it, you think about it now, Willie seems to have this kind of right. Cause I mean, remember two years ago with Alvin, everybody called him a player's coach too. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. But it just seemed like he didn't have control over the situation that he does. Now, maybe it's just because, I mean, you try to think about it like, how, why? Why is it working? I'm not sure, but I think it maybe maybe Willie is a little like he's just got that perfect kind of like stiff nose to it. He, you know, puts them in their place when they need to yeah. be or he just kind of does it or he just kind of does his talking with his coaching in the sense of sit your ass down, <laughs> you know, and it. Well, I'm glad you brought that point up because one I wanted to talk about this is that He's very stern with Trey Murphy. He is right. The, you know, That's we we don't saying. know what's going yeah. on with the behind you know behind the scenes, but you right. know, being a player's coach. But he's like, you know, I don't care. We draft you first over or seventeenth overall in the first round. Like, if you're not going to play defensively, or if you're not going to give it on the defensive end, then you're not going to play. And Ross, I you know, we talk about Garrett Temple all the time. When can Trey get some run? Uh, is it that bad? It's got to be. It's it, got to be. I mean, the the like, he must have a real lack of trust in, in Trey Murphy because, I mean, he's picked up now. Like, you know. I mean, he's picking up DMPs almost every night. And yeah. So, and that's what leads me to that that thing we keep going back to, and it's mattered for Alvarado, and it mattered for Jackson Hayes. I just love just send him down, just yeah. let him go play, go so, down and play. Let's get let's get a plan in place for him because he's not doing any good for I think himself or for the team, obviously. Um. So that's yeah. I mean, I, I'd like to see him see him send him down. Josh, you're so, a dead horse there. I mean, yeah, like, why is this? I don't know. Like, I know why isn't something like you would think you would. There would be some course like we said about the I mean, we just credited them for their, you know, player uh productive what, what am I I'm, player development. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that word, that big word, big word. Um but we just credit them for that. But then it's also, you know, there are always there are always some question marks. You're not gonna please everybody, but it's just seeming like what what is yeah, it? I, I, what yeah. is it? And I, we don't hear anything about yeah, it. Yeah, that it's weird because he's he's gotten DMP seven of the last nine, and and you would think that. There's either there's one of two things in place, right? Either they're doing a ton of work behind the scenes with yeah. the main club here. He's working with our player development folks, and maybe Hopefully. they think he's going to turn a corner soon. And if it's not that, then well, I'm, I'm curious why. I'm, it, it is 
I'm curious why he's not being sent to the G League. Well, maybe to just get some run. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe they want to keep him close to give him that attention. Yeah, you know, it. to give him that attention, and they just don't think he's ready. They don't want to put him out right, there because I mean, you you kill. I mean, look, confidence is a big part of this game, right? Sure. If you get, if you send a kid out there and he's just shooting bad and you're not getting up, it, it's just his confidence is there. You can't crush it too much. No, I agree. So maybe agree. he's just, maybe that's what I'm saying. Hopefully they're just, maybe that's it. Maybe they're keeping him close so they can keep an eye on him and not send him down. I know you can go back and forth, but I, I mean, if how much work could he actually get done there with the developmental, you know? Yeah, because there's there. a difference yeah. in development and then just go and get run. Right. right? And so, Correct. Well, look, we got Ben Mintz coming on. Let's get him in here. Mincy. What's how, up, guys? How we doing? What's up, bud? Mincy from Barstool Sports joining us was at the game last night in the garden. Uh, first off, Mincy, thanks for joining us. Um, and tell us what you saw last night and we watched the videos and all that stuff. Great game last night. Yeah, man. Well, look, the thing is with this team, it, it's I know the record's bad because of the bad start and, you know, they're kind of an under, but Man, they're a fun team to pull for. They play their asses off every night. We finally got a Pels finally got a coach I like in Willie Green. Sure. I, I couldn't stand Gentry or Van Gundy. And so there's like a lot to be said for that in the modern NBA thing. Just like you can identify with a team that goes out there and plays hard. And, you know, I feel like they, they've got a scrappy identity. I actually uh, – I was all over the under last night. It was 209 hey. and a half. And, man, the Knicks had 57 points at the end of the third quarter. And it was just – I mean, I was – really kind of clowning the Nick fans on Twitter, just trying to get a rise out of them. But what a just a tro- – I mean, that was just embarrassing offensively, and that's got a lot to do uh, with the Pelicans' defense. And I love seeing Alvarado. It's such a good story for the Pelicans. I mean, I can't – I couldn't have had any more fun. And uh, I went to Saints, Jets, and MetLife too. So, uh, New Orleans owns New York uh, up here in, at these games. So, uh, yeah, we- but great time last night. MSG was really cool. Uh, it was kind of unlike really any arena I'd been to uh, it was really – it's really big. Uh, not just the arena, but, like, it takes a while to get there. The, they've got that old-school, like, organ playing, like like 1980s NBA yeah. organ, which is, which is really, really cool. Uh, the crowd the, – the Knicks have been a disappointment this year. You know, obviously they were the were they the three or the four seed last year when they lost to the Hawks first round. Uh, they're like the 12 now. Julius Randle is really taking a step back after his big year last year, but – uh, their fans, I mean, it was kind of like more – it felt like more a CNBC atmosphere than like really diehard uh, last night, I thought. But I had a few Pels fans kind of by me, which surprised me in New York, to be honest. And, uh, man, I, I couldn't have had more fun. So uh, I'm going to keep – you know, I'll always go. And, you know, anytime I can support New Orleans on the road – I went last year when they played Brooklyn and the Pels lost by like 40. But I, I'll always support New Orleans on the road when they're up here anytime I can. Love that. Yeah, I'm glad you talked about MSG a little bit. We obviously – you know, watch the game. And I, I, I saw you poking fun at halftime of, uh, of the Knicks fans. So really enjoyed that. Uh, but where, I mean, you, you obviously are, you know, an SEC guy have been to basically all of the, the, the big stadiums down here. What, in ter- and it's a little different, right? College versus pro, but how, how did the atmosphere sort of the in-game stuff at, at MSG, how is that different um, than some of the other really, you know, great atmospheres you've been in? Well, you know, obviously pro sports in college, it's hard to yeah. compare. Cause college, people are just so much more engaged. And, you know, the fans give money to the schools and went there. And so there's more of a – even though New Orleans, that's what makes the Saints special is because it almost has that college type. Yeah. The relationship between the Saints and the fans is so good. Um, I thought – like I've been to MSG twice now. And I got to be honest, man, I went to a New York Rangers Flyers game last month, and I thought the hockey atmosphere was way, way better. And a lot of that has to do with the fact the Rangers are having an awesome year. Uh, but hockey fans are nuts, and uh, you know I, I, I will definitely go back. But I, I had more fun at the Rangers game, uh, truthfully, mm. than I did the Knicks. Well, the Pelicans winning part of it was awesome, but as far as like Knicks versus Rangers, I thought the atmosphere was a lot better for the hockey game. Yeah, I mean, we went up to New York a couple years ago, and uh, we doubled up on the Saints Jets game, and then went to the Garden one night. And uh, New York fans are something. <laughs> That, that that that's all I can say about them. They they touch you. Why did they touch you so much? <laughs> They're a little I mean, aggressive. <laughs> super aggressive. What's, what's funny up here is like the Nets are obviously with Durant and Kyrie and Harden. You know, one of the best teams in the NBA. Well, especially once Kyrie now he's playing, and nobody gives a crap about the Nets up here. Yeah. At all. Like they're and obviously they you know were in New Jersey and now they're in Brooklyn. 
But like everybody's Knicks fans, no matter how bad the Knicks are, it's like a hilarious dynamic. Loyal, loyal to a fault. They yeah, are. Sure. Respect, you know what? I respect that though. I, I respect, mean, I think that's the New Orleans fans are like that too. I, I respect yeah. a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mincy, what what did uh, take me through when you saw New York fans leaving midway through the third last night? That video. Oh man, they out. they were getting out of there like it was on fire. It was eighty. So. That game last night, I took the, the the 209 and a half was under. It was like 12-4 Pelicans with like five minutes yeah. to go in the first. I mean, New York just was atrocious. They were 12 for 36 from the field in the first half, but the Pels were only up 46-42 at the half. Yeah. And honestly, I was a little worried then because I was like, damn, New York shot so bad in the first half. Like, surely, you know, we're only up four. And then the third quarter, the Pelicans just came out and beat the crap out of them. They outscored 35-15 in that third quarter. And, uh, you know, Devontae Graham caught fire. You know, I mentioned Alvarado. You know, you really saw some of the role guys uh, playing well. And the defense, like the Pelicans, man, they play – you know, there's a lot to be said for how hard they play on defense every night. And I know Herbert Jones has become a fan favorite. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it it's weird. You know, sports is a funny thing. You know, so much of it's expectations. And obviously everybody's really bummed that Zion's out this year. And, you know, the rec, you know they started out so bad. But they're a fun team to watch every night. You know, you, you certainly miss Zion's firepower because if we had one more big score out there to compliment Ingram with how hard they play on D and the attitude, I mean, I think they'd really have something this year. But uh, it, it's just cool to see them not abandon anything after how bad it went. And, you know, you, you watch NBA sports in this day and age, man, so many of these teams don't play hard on defense. And so, you know, it makes you love the ones that do. Yeah, Mitzi, I'm glad you brought up Zion for a second because I wanted to hear what what, what are you hearing up there? Because um, we hear all this, you know, national media bullshit down here, and we hate it. But um, as you said, you know, with Zion in this lineup, this team's really, really good. Uh, what are you hearing up there? Man, honestly, I'm not hearing much of anything. All these Knicks fans, you know, obviously want him, but I'm trying to take the long road on it because I mean, obviously, it's a very frustrating situation for New Orleans and New Orleans fans, but. You know, this would be his third year. I mean, he's, what, 21 or 22? I mean, yeah. I'm trying to not just, like, throw him under the bus or give up or anything like that because he's still just a kid. Right. And, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what's going on. I mean, I'm very concerned about his relationship with David Griffin, obviously, but I, I'm not hearing any more than y'all already know. But I'm trying to be eternal optimist and not turn on him, you know, because, I mean, if he – you know, there's still just so, so much potential and he's still so young and – you know, the Pelicans, it's going to be really weird when his contract comes up and the Pelicans are able to match it, you yeah. know, till his seventh year. And so, you know, I don't think you're going to be seeing him letting him go unless it's like a monster trade. So I'm trying to just be long road optimistic and uh, hope we can get him back uh, next year. I'm trying, to, try, I'm trying to be that way. Please. It's interesting that you talked about how you know, the season hasn't gone that great and you, you would sort of think that morale was different because Zion's not here and stuff. And it, it, it's really been crazy going to the games, you know, in the Smoothie King Center and just being around around town because I, I found this year the culture and the morale around the team to be basically at an all-time high. And and it just, you know, there is sort of that underlying thing with, with Griffin and Zion. But other than that, I think people are generally excited about the direction of the team. Obviously, everybody loves Willie. He's doing a phenomenal job. The fact that he's been able to sort of flip the culture and hell three four months is, is unbelievable so yeah we're, we're sort of which is odd because we can sometimes be grumpy but uh <laughs> but we're sort of optimistic i think about the future of the team and where things could go so it's, yeah the willie green thing it just does so much when you have a coach and you know the players love him he's an old you know used to play for new orleans comes out of that monty chris paul tree yeah. out of phoenix you know which is great and Man, he's just younger and he identifies with the players. And I, one of my biggest rants in the NBA is you see the retread coaches just keep mm -hmm. getting hired and hired and hired and hired like Van Gundy. And, like, there's a reason the dude's had five jobs, you know. And uh, I like seeing younger, new blood get a chance. And then we're also in the society where the game's changed so much. And, you know, last year Van Gundy had no idea about the floor spacing stuff. And so the Pels couldn't defend the three and the three-point shooting was bad. And the, the game just evolved so much. And, you know, I'm thrilled about Willie Green. I couldn't be happier about it. The team loves him. Everybody plays hard. You know, that I, I like, like you said, I love the culture and I'm, I'm looking forward to catching some games, hopefully, at Smoothie King when I get down to New Orleans here soon. Yeah, Mitzi, do you, uh, were there a lot of Pelicans fans there last night? I wouldn't say a lot, but I saw a few. You saw them. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw a few. I mean, it's a weird, you know, Thursday, you know, we had a really, uh, we had a bunch of snow up here yesterday, too. Um, so it was kind of one of those games. It was a Thursday night, bad weather. I actually got on StubHub. 
And I sat center court, 200 section, like high middle. But, man, I got them for like 37 each on StubHub last really? night. You know, for Madison Square Garden, you know, you see that in Smoothie King, but you don't see that in MSG too often. Um, and uh, I went with one of my buddies who uh, is a Baton Rouge guy. I played quarterback for Catholic High and Northwestern in college, uh, Zach Oliver. And we had a big-time sport in New Orleans. And, yeah, man, just a cool cool experience going to MSG. I and bet. then we ended up eating – Hitting Korea Town, eat some Korea barbecue right after, man. It was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a hell of a time. How are you doing? Uh, but no, I, I kind of wanted to bring it back to Zion real quick. Um, do you think that him being out this year has kind of like been a weird kind of blessing in disguise for this team in the sense that they've had to rally in this way and come around each other? It's also put a little bit more of, I'm not going to say a burden, but something on Willie to make him figure this out without his like, massive star player so in the long run like this could be something that benefits the team him being out maybe i mean i'm just looking for a silver lining here no i mean like you said i think there's a lot to be said for uh just everybody's bought in and the playing hard thing yeah. like we've got to hit hard the only thing is like when zion and ingram have actually been on the court together it, it, you know they still hadn't figured out that like yeah. thing working well together i feel like whenever they were on court together the last couple of years it you know, I don't know. They need to do that more. They need to play together more. We well, yeah. figure out how they can be the one and one A or whatever. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm considering how the season started. I mean, it was so bad. I, I love seeing that the fans and the team have bought in and everybody, you know, is really embracing it for what it is. Was uh, Mincy was um, you know there were some boos last night for Julius Randle and someone had tweeted at me. I think they were chanting for Obi Toppin. Is that correct? Yeah, there was a huge Obi Toppin oh. chant in there last night. Look, I, I was I was messing with the Knicks fans last night. I respect their passion. I mean, they're obviously struggling, and you know, coming off the year they had last year, this year has been a been a big disappointment. But there was a huge uh, Obi Toppin chant, and Randall had just such a huge year last year. Uh, it was kind of just it's hard to, to live up to that, I guess, this year. But uh, you know, Evan Fournier has been pretty good for them. I mean, they've got they've got some guys. I know they're excited about Cam Reddish uh, after the Atlanta trade, but. And right now their offense and Thibodeau, they play hard on defense too, but their offense was just, I mean, it looked atrocious last night. It was bad. Yeah, that was that was hard to watch for for big points of it. I guess flipping gears here a little bit. What's uh what's the latest for you? I know it's you just spent a, a decent amount of time down here uh last month. What's what's next for you in terms of 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 New Orleans and Louisiana and kind of growing growing what you've what you've started up there? Well, we got a lot on tap with that. Uh, so this year is a huge year because, well, finally we're going to get this, this Barstool Sportsbook app, the sports gambling, launched in Louisiana. Right now it keeps getting pushed back uh, because nine parishes voted against it, and so they're having to figure out how to wire people's phones where they can't bet on sports when they're in those nine parishes, apparently. And so that's the holdup. And you all know how Louisiana is, man. I mean, oh everything. Really hoping to get that app live by the Super Bowl. but. I mean, it's I've got an interesting task on my hands here because uh, Megan making money is lives in Lafayette, so she's a barstool employee from Louisiana. Yeah, we got to go after. Uh, I'm sure y'all see this. Obviously, Caesars buying the Superdome. Caesars is the LSU sponsor. They're jamming every radio ad they can down people's throats, and we got to compete with them. So we got to take it to the people, and it's all about getting uh, creative. And I'm going to be all over Louisiana. I'm coming for Mardi Gras. I saw y'all talking about Jazz Fest with Boot Crew Media yesterday. Uh, I'm trying to make that. And then the biggest weekend that I want to talk about right now is the Final Four weekend in New Orleans. Yes. April, April 2nd, 4th. Well, uh, I'm a big part of Hogs for the Cause, the barbecue and music fest that raises uh, raised $2.8 million for families fighting pediatric brain cancer last year. Just an incredible event. Uh, when I lived in New Orleans from 09 to 14, I used to go every year. Well, Barstool, we're doing a Barstool team. We're doing a barbecue team this year. Oh, we got a we got a crew. It's a large me, Megan making money, Glennie Ball, Chef Donnie, T-Bob Bears on there, uh, Nick Mangold, the former uh, almost Hall of Fame center for the Jets and Ohio State's on there. Uh, and then we've got three bar awesome barbecue pitmasters, uh, Koi Barbecue, Brian Bingham, and Tyler Hartfall. From, you know, we're really trying to embrace that. And I, I love hogs. I think it's just such a cool, unique event. It does so much good. Uh, for families going through just an impossible situation. And so what we're trying to do is Final Four is Saturday, Monday. Hogs is Friday, Saturday. We're trying to get Pick Central, our gambling show, down there on Friday and Monday. I'm trying to just literally set a match uh, to New Orleans that weekend. And 
you know, I'm really hoping Wisconsin does well. I, I want to see hopefully Dave and Big Cat will be making a New Orleans appearance too. I can't speak for them, but I think it's certainly possible. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. yeah, we were there last year playing in the mud. Yeah, we were in the mud. Yeah, we, we were oh, yeah. I was out there too. I was like just one of the MCs. I was announcing the bands and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. man, it's just uh, I love that event. And uh, but like I said, this year, I mean, I'm really gonna be hitting Louisiana hard. I got offered to ride in the crew of Ferret Parade, so I might do that. I've never yeah. thrown yes, just, just do it. Yes, do it. Absolutely, yeah. just do it. Hundred yeah. percent, do it. It is so much fun. You will not regret it for sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to do what I can. And, I, man, I also, I just got to say, I appreciate y'all, the support I get from down there. Um, You know, I, I absolutely love New Orleans. I spent five years down there living there, but it's always funny. And y'all know this. Like, uh, you know, I'm from North Louisiana, and there's always that funny, you know, north-south divide. And so I love that New Orleans has kind of embraced me for sports setting. Oh, yeah. we. I mean, we love what you're doing up there and putting New Orleans on the map. And um, even though you're an Ole Miss guy, how was the uh, the Sugar Bowl? That was tough because I had a big, pretty big wager on uh, the Rebels there. And you see Man, the- that Corral thing, uh, no. that was just – when he. I'm friends with Matt Corral, too. When yeah. he went down, that was just – that was on the Saturday. That was just it. You never want to see there that. Was, there was no hope. I mean, they fought back to 7-7 and had a chance to uh, – with uh, missed a 34-yard field goal early in the fourth to go up 10-7. But – that's the most Ole Miss fans I've ever seen on the road anywhere. Uh, still a spectacular season. And right now Ole Miss is doing – LSU and Ole Miss are both top three uh, in the transfer portal rankings. And yes. Ole Miss uh, has a big shot at USC quarterback Jackson Dart. And, uh, man, we're really hoping we can pull him off. That would be big for, for the Rebels. Uh, the whole coaching staff kind of turned over other lanes. So, but yeah. that Sugar Bowl was tough. But, you know, still, man, he went – Ole Miss never wins 10 games, literally. And I know a lot of it has to do with LSU and A&M being a little down, but we'll still imagine. Sure. Um, well, look, Mitzi, I can't thank you enough for uh, spending some time with us, and we'd love to get you here down in New Orleans. We're going to send you some gear, um, some Pell stuff for uh, up to you, so I'll uh, DM you and get your shipping address. But, you know, you're always welcome on our show, and we can't thank you enough for your time. Yeah, and I'm impressed with y'all are doing with Boot Crew Media. I've been following a little bit. I think y'all are doing a good job getting out in the pulse of the city. I love, love that y'all are posting about Jazz Fest yesterday. Uh, I, I feel like y'all are just sitting in such a good, good spot with all the unique culture, with the music and food and sports. I think y'all are on to something. So, uh, yeah, we, we can't, sports, yeah sports thank you for that. Out. Really appreciate this. Yeah, we got some big stuff coming from Mardi Gras. We're going to put a GoPro on this guy's head. It's going to be uh, – uh, Yeah, but yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> right to the forehead. We're going to see how it goes. I love it. Well, y'all keep it up, and uh, thanks thanks for having me on. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, when I get down there, I'm, I'm, I should be down there for – I'm going to – I know I'm marching the quarter on Fat Tuesday. I already know that for Perfect. sure. So uh, when I'm down there, hopefully I can come see y'all and get on there. Again. Love that. I'll be in a good costume. <laughs> Love that. Thanks. Oh, yeah. I'll be decked out. Ben Mintz of Barstool Sports. Thanks, Appreciate brother. you, brother. Later. All right. We're now going to bring in Chris Connor, the GOAT of Spaces, joining us. Chris, the GOAT of Spaces, my man. How you feeling, brother? Sick, but I'm here. Wow. Oh, we, got <laughs> <COVID>? <laughs> we got the COVIDs? I don't know if we got that now. I don't know. If we got that. I'm gonna go. You know, if this continues, I'll go get tested. I, I actually got tested two weeks ago, and things came back negative. I was sick, and then I wasn't sick, and now I'm sick again. So, Kids, it's unbelievable. So Chris is actually coming in January 29th. Is that right? Next Thursday to Sunday. Yeah, and we're going to be going to some Pels games and be in the floor and everything nice. like that. So we're excited. We're going to actually be in, be in studio uh, next week. So I'm excited about it. But uh, Chris, I wanted to, you know, you do such a great job with the spaces and everything. But I wanted to hear your thoughts because um, you're so, you're like me. You divvy out every all the questions. Yeah. Uh, give me your thoughts on Jose Alvarado last night. What um, What'd you think? I mean, it's just incredible what he's doing. Man, it's, you know, that's, that's like movie type shit, man. You know, like, you know, you come from, um, you know, being a guy that nobody's really paying attention to at the next level, um, you know, and after dark on the summer league team, um, but getting time there to spend, to spend with Willie, which was, uh, seems to be very, it was very critical for him. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, two-way deal, you see him in the G league and, you know, we see him in preseason, but you know, just a guy that we, you know, we attribute to him, you know, he's the energy guy on the bench, right? You know, how we saw Willie, you know, Billy Hernan, Hernan Gomez was so off the beat. Um, and, man, I, you know, I remember, you know, months ago, you know, we were talking like, yeah, man, it would, people would pop up like, yo, I really want to see Jose Alvarado. I think he'll give us something. Right. And I just, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, that'd be cool to see in spurts. But I had no idea it would be something like this. So for him to be able to go to 
you know, to pull up like at, at home, right? Right. And be in a situation where, you know, he's getting regular minutes and he like helps the Pelicans close that game. Like they don't they don't win the game without him. He used to do it in front of friends and family. He's talking shit to all the, everybody in New York. I mean, it's 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 great, man. I mean, I, it's 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 really. And then the interview afterwards, like you could tell how you know, of course, how important that situation was to him. And now everybody spent pretty much the you know the entire you know the morning and late last night showing him love and you know shouting him out. So um, Antonio Dame spoke to how um, you know we know it. Aaron Summers did too about how hard he works, and you could tell you know by uh, the improvements that you know he's making game to game. And you know, again, they don't win yesterday when Bi goes out. They don't win yesterday like without him. Right, right. And you know, you do such a great job once again, Chris Connor, uh, join us who hosts the spaces and everything like that. But we've talked about Willie Green um, and and actually changing the culture. And you follow this team closely, and you have for years. Um, we've talked about it, but we haven't had a leader like him. What do you What do you love about him? And what do you What do you see? Why do players want to play for him? It's just the leadership, man. It's just like, um, you know, he he reminds you that you know leaders come in all different types of you know forms, right? You know, all of them don't don't have to yell and scream at the top of their lungs, you know, to get attention. All don't have to give crazy motivational motivational speeches. You know, he just you know he he leads by example. He leads by empowering others, putting other people, other guys around him, um, in the best the best spot with giving the best opportunity to. You know, make something of it, and um, that—that's the type of guy you want to be around. You know, I mean, even go, going back to like some of the quotes, you know, where he said, uh, "Well, you know, we saw him, you know, tell Trey Murphy, I'm not calling you out, I'm calling you up.' You know, just you know, just stuff like that. He understands like the like a lot of the psychological aspects of like what it means to lead, you know, to be a leader of men, and um, you can tell the things that he's learned from his past stops. You can tell the uh, the way people gravitate him being a former player and how he's able to kind of um, bring some of the things that he's learned from from his from his stops there as a player and, and as a coach under Steve Kerr and under Monty Williams. He's always calm. Like, yes. you know, you know, Shaq, Shaq has a, you know, always likes to say, you know, he said that one of the things about Phil Jackson that stood out to him was that, like, when they didn't see him panic, you know, when the players didn't see him panic, they couldn't panic, you know. And whether the team was one and eleven or one and twelve, or whether they're what seventeen and twenty-eight now, and uh, while it's still not a great record, it's much. You know, I mean, you've seen the team improve. He's been the same way. He's had the same face. Him and Herb Jones, same face. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, it's just, I think, man, just the just those leadership skills, and you get to watch them night in and night out, man. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you know him coming. You know, obviously, his last job directly under Monty. I think there's a lot of similarities from a demeanor perspective you know I thought Monty when he was in New Orleans had had a little to learn about playing you know kind of more modern offensive basketball but in terms of leading and I think the way players sort of respond and, and the relationship aspect of, of that with Monty and with Willie there's a lot of similarities there um, and yeah I mean he's done a phenomenal job I guess uh, switching gears just a little bit you know, you've Justin has been on the the playoff train for a while. Obviously, you know we're, we're talking the ten seed. Where do you? I mean, do you? It's because it, it's sounding like we're going to be more on the buyer side of of the All Star break. What, what are you thinking? I guess it, it if we had a wish list, right? If you get one thing, what are you thinking at the break? This team should be looking for what would give us sort of a boost, maybe to get to that eight, nine, ten spot. Um. Well. The good thing about this team right now is that, like, smart players, players that just know exactly where to be and what to do, guys that deserve NBA minutes and don't make mistakes, um, they're getting they're getting the opportunity to to play, and I think that there's multiple ways you can go about it. They definitely need a point guard. I mean, I don't think it's any it's any other way to really to point that out. But if you just upgrade the roster, just you know, if you upgrade the talent, and you can, and they so happen to be really good, smart basketball IQ players, I trust Willie to find a way to make it work, and the players around them, um, because they are adding a bunch of smart guys. Jose Alvarado is getting minutes. You see what Herb Jones is doing. Um, you know, Jose has. You know, they communicate very well on the floor and off the floor. So 
you know, I think you need to add players that kind of fit that mold right now because they're winning games as a team. Like Brandon Ingram was playing great, and you know, Jose. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Jonas Valanciunas is playing great, and they and they've, they've both had times throughout the year in which they carried the team. But it's been the performances from so many others, from Devontae Graham and Alvarado, and then you know, a night from Garrett Temple, and um, you know, Nikhil Alexander Walker. It's been the others that throughout the throughout the course of the year has helped them end up winning games and winning some of these games. Some of them you didn't even expect them to win. So um, I definitely think they need to add a point guard, but they need to, they need to find a way to upgrade talent, the talent core, but that talent also has to be able to buy in and um, you know, to what I guess the kind of defensive um, culture that the team is trying to bring the hard nose, the, um, you know the smart, the smart, the smart overall basketball IQ plays. So it's a um, however they do it, and they can do it in multiple positions. They can do it at the four position or five position. I would like it to be the point guard, uh, but as long as they find a way to upgrade the talent, I think that they'll be you know they'll be okay. Just add add smart, talented basketball players over what you have right now, and you have a shot. I think at the end of the year, being right there still for uh, the play in. Yeah, Chris kind of joining us once again. I know you're, you're not feeling well, so I got a couple more questions and I'll let you go. Um, yeah. Who's speaking of, you know, Ross's piggybacking on that question, who's untouchable? Because, you know, me and you've had some side conversations because uh, <laughs> the, the spaces do crack me up a little bit. <laughs> um, but, you know, they've said some crazy things. But who's to you, who's untouchable right now? Um, Obviously, you have Zion and Brandon. That's Yeah, the, yeah, Zion and Brandon. Uh, in combination with them, I think. I think Jonas and and Herb Jones. I think yeah. I think that's that's where you round it out. And mainly for those two, it's the impact that they're giving you versus what you're paying them. Like you know the value, the overall value of those contracts, you know, uh, versus the way that they're playing. You know, you know they're both both easily outplaying what they're being paid. And you have them, you know, on these team basically team friendly deals uh, for a little bit longer. So I would say those two guys are. I mean, again, Jonas has been a you know has been really good for the team. Uh, I would want to help get him some help behind him to where you know he can rest because he's playing the most minutes that you know he's ever played in his career, and we don't want that to creep up on him and you know an injury to happen because of the workload or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I I look at uh, Zion, Bi, Jonas, and Herb as your uh, untouchables. Yeah, Ross, you agree with that there, Ross? Yeah, we, we, because we talked about Josh Hart, right? we all love Josh Hart, but. He's a guy, right? That that's expendable, right? I think, you know, you said something going back to that previous question about untouchables and stuff we'd look at. I, I, you know, everybody is focusing on the point guard position because it's such a, and I guess I don't, don't want to say glaring, but it's it's an obvious need. But you you mentioned another that I think is is sort of going uh, untalked about and is probably easier to get, which is kind of that backup. You know, I, don't, I hate the word stretch four, but somebody that can kind of play maybe a little four, a little five, possibly, you know, step out a little bit and, and is a smart. I mean, the cult, you know, the words of the day for us have been IQ and culture. So I think those are sort of probably one A and one B in terms of looking for stuff. But but one area that I do think we could use just a little help on is somebody kind of behind her that maybe could even play some small ballish five. And so, I mean, it, you know, there's no unicorns out there, but. That, that's definitely a spot that I think uh, in the front court we could use just a little bit of help. They just need added added flexibility. You know, yes. um, you know, for a long time, point guard was you know was exactly where I was at. But um, you know, there are guys on the team that are you know that you're still going to have to give minutes to. And if Jose Alvarado continues to play well, you may have something there off the bench. Um, you know, Nikhil can be can be hit or miss, but if he's not traded, he's going to still play. But you know, there's a there's a drop off pretty much after that. You don't know night to night what you're gonna get from Jackson. Uh, Thomas Hadaransky isn't playing. Trey Murphy isn't playing right now. Uh, Najee Marshall isn't playing. Uh, you're going to guys like Gary Clark. You know, right. no, dis- no no disrespect to Gary Clark, but if you can upgrade, you know, someone like that that can give you similar things, but it's just a better overall player. Yeah. Well, it it's gonna allow you added flexibility because right now Brandon Ingram's your damn point guard. And he's right. actually doing it pretty well. Yes, it, he is. You career want him to be that way, but he's doing well. Averaging career high in assists right now, Chris. Um, so Thank last you. question I got for you, Chris. Uh, I tune into you every night. Me and Lala tune into you every single night uh, on Spaces. Did you think when you started this, it would be what it is now? Honestly. It, it's so crazy. It is so crazy. 
the amount of people you meet, right? Like, isn't it like it's a community now? You know? Yeah. Like, I no. I mean, no. I don't think anybody in their right mind can say that they saw this. You know, because you just, you know, in the beginning, you know, you just wanted to start something that was um, that could show um, number one for the fans to be a part of, for you know, the city to be a part of, and then slowly it starts to grow. All right, you know, well, you know, let's show. Uh, the rest of the, you know, the landscape, like how passionate these fans are, you know, how, you know, how we do have more than, right, more than 12 fans, right? How it's not just the same city. And I was, and I was talking, and I, I forget, I think I was talking to, uh, to uh, Reggie Floyd over at, at a WBOK about it last Friday. And I was like, man, like, I think what people miss is like, like, yeah, like New Orleans is, it's a Saint city, but it, but it's, it's a basketball city. Like people, people hoop for real, for real, them, and they love the game. They just need a team, you know, and you know that they that they feel that they can attach themselves to and buy in. And you know, we gotta, you know, we have to remember that, um, you know, we the the city didn't look at the Saints the same way like today that they did 30, 40 years ago. It takes some time. So um, the spaces was a, you know, I I didn't I didn't realize the the whole community aspect. And yesterday, man, like, you know, the the Aaron Summers is in there off of the off of the official Pelicans Twitter page. You know, AD pops up every chance that he gets, and people really speak to, you know, just, not just by showing up, but with their words, how um, much they like them. They plan their evenings and their post games. You know, afterwards they ignore their significant others and put their phone on do not disturb and all type of crazy shit just to just to just to, you know just to kick it. So um, right. you know, it's exciting, man, and you know, I'm very interested. It's just it's gonna make it's gonna make time for me. Like when I drop down next week, just having a chance to just see and meet a lot of these people, meet you guys like in person, um, because, you know, I think we can continue to build on this, man. And it can really be something special and it's something special already. So, no, I, I had no idea, man. I'm just going with, with, with what's been working and um, it's been um, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, and, and just the the work you've done is is just incredible. And I just want to show you my appreciation of it. It's just been it's been awesome to to see you tie in total strangers and turn them into friends. And you know we're in a, we're in a DM um, you know DM group, and I, I've never met one of you guys, but like I consider we talk every day. So you know it, it's awesome the work you're doing. I know you're not feeling well right now. I hope you get better. I'm excited to see you next week. Um, Chris is going to come in studio. I think it's going to be late for our Friday afternoon. So we'll do something there. And then, uh, I believe we've got a back to back, right? Chris Friday. And Saturday. Yep. Friday yeah. and Saturday. I think the nuggets on Friday yeah. and then the Celtics on Saturday. Yeah. I think, um, I think if we can, I think we'll go to the game Friday and then yeah. you're going Saturday. So we're so, excited to get you in. Chris can't thank you enough for everything you do. Enjoying the show today. It's Chris Connor at Chris Connor on, or no, I'm sorry. I'm patient bulk. I, 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 you know, I forget sometimes. It's okay, man. It happens uh, with um, age, man. You all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I my, hey, my birthday is next week, by the way. So I oh, a, a celebration! A celebration, right, bro? We gotta have a cocktail or two. Oh, uh, um, no, dude, thanks for joining us. We're gonna do way more shows with you uh, in the future. So, Chris Connor, can't thank you enough for joining the show. Appreciate you guys, man. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. All right. Yes, sir. Right, Take care, brother. That was awesome. So a little, little new components of the shows. We're gonna start getting more guests on. Uh, I think we're gonna have uh, Graffinini on next week. Uh, excited about him trying to get ad on um but he's 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 the man he's always so busy and ross final thoughts um just just to see the positivity from from ben mintz all the way up in new york and barstool sports to chris connor to, to uh, like listen uh, we're seven 17 28 i feel like we're fucking 30 and, and 12 and, <laughs> you know? and, and, no, and, and that's that's really the story i mean and i, I joked about it with mintz right is that at times we've been like, we've been critical and we've been pessimistic sure. and we've been sure. all of those things. And the fact that we're sitting here at whatever we are, 17 and 28 or whatever, and we're not like we're, we're optimistic, not so much about we're going to win the NBA championship this year, but we're optimistic about the future of, of, of the Pelicans. Yes. And like, that's fun. That makes following the team fun. It makes going to the games fun. It makes talking to other people around the country that are fans of your team fun. I mean, we said it last night. You guys had four or 500 people in the spaces. That's like, that makes it fun. People care and they're excited. And, and it, it, it's just in a short amount of time, the relationship, obviously with the players and the coach and everything else, but with the fans and the yes. team, it's just so much better. And like, 
I mean, I hate to sound like a cliche, like, oh, rah, rah, rah guy, because I'm not, I'm still very realistic that I don't think we make the playoffs or anything this year, but it's made the season just so much more enjoyable and exciting. Yes. And we all have like something positive to look forward to. And we still haven't even seen Zion <laughs> with, that's, with Herb and with right. Graham and with JB and with Willie Green and all of these new pieces. And like, that gives me something to look forward to whenever, yeah. whenever the day comes. Um, so the one word before we sign off, you said care. And it's to a testament to, to the spaces and to all the interactions we've gotten. People do care about this franchise. So like, it really does piss me off when people are like, oh, they're going to Seattle. Or this. No, these people care. Like, as, as Chris just said, you know, like, people hoop down here. You know, people love basketball down there. It, it, it can be a basketball city. It's up to us. It's up to the fans to support this franchise. I think you keep seeing it day in and day out. And that starts with get on your damn computers and get on your phone, do whatever, and vote for Van Brandon Ingram. Please, it's yeah. ridiculous. Also, to the asshole who called me out yesterday, I don't know who it is. Brandon Ingram's an all-star, okay? Please help him out, okay? It means the world to him. We understand he's probably going to get in. He should get in when the coaches and players vote. But, like, the fact that he's not even on the, in the top 10 or 20 or whatever for the fan yeah. votes, like, that's not good enough. That's on us. Like, Let's be we're going to do our part in terms of trying to just – get that everywhere so that people know where to go to vote, how yes. to vote, how to do all that stuff. But get out there and vote. For if you guy. can vote, get if, out there and vote. For you guy. actually just voted yesterday. If you can do it, literally anybody in like, this world can do yeah, it. Yeah. I can barely operate a telephone, <laughs> a telephone. All right. So guys, can't thank y'all enough. That was awesome. Thanks to uh, Ben Mintz of Barstool Sports. Thanks to Chris Connor. Uh, Steven was in here. Ross Tivano. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, like share all that stuff. It really helps our show. Um, a lot of long, long stretch here of off days for the Pelicans, which sucks, but it's going to be good for Brandon Ingham's ankle. They play Monday at home against the Pacers, and then they get the Nuggets, as Chris was saying, Friday, Celtics Saturday, so a lot of uh, a lot of basketball. Ross, any final thoughts before signing off? No, just keep keep up the positivity, and uh, and yeah, it's, it's looking forward to, you know, we got some big things coming in New Orleans, so. Big things. Also, shout out to Boo Crew Media, our sponsors, uh, Company Burger, and make sure to go check out. We have merch, new merch coming in. Uh, Kingram shirts. Yeah, we got Mar Mardi Gras Kingram shirt. You're going to want that. Mardi Gras Kingdom shirts. You might want to get them. We're getting them in on Monday. So can't thank y'all enough for all the support, all the interactions. I appreciate it. I know Ross appreciates and so does Steven. Y'all have a blessed weekend. Be safe. It is freezing fucking cold outside. Mm. My God. Mm. Stay safe, fellas and ladies and lads and males and females. Sign it off. Take it easy.